All right. So I'm here with my co-host today, Duck. Um, we're going to be talking about a little bit of self-improvement in chess. Um, so, Duck, what is, like, when I say that to you, self-improvement in chess, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Well, the, the most in the most traditional sense, I would think about, you know, playing your games, playing the long games and analyzing them on your own, and then run them through with an engine to help you right after studying the chess books, going after master games, all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think all that stuff is key. And uh, yeah. the biggest thing you said that really hits home with me, though, is the analyzing of your own games and the master games. Yeah. <laughs> but The reason why you should be analyzing your own games right after you play them um, by, by hand is because you want to you wanna put in your initial thoughts. You want to... You know, because sometimes we have like some some regrets in our in our moves. Yeah. And we we put these moves maybe on like a on the file or something, and then after that, once you've completely analyzed the the game by hand, then you turn on the engine to analyze for you, and then you compare was my analysis correct or incorrect, and if if my analysis is incorrect, then you have to figure out why it's incorrect. It's a very it's a very time-consuming, but it is very rewarding process. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like you have to walk out of that with, like, learning something from that, too? Like, like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even know I could do that, or, yeah. wow, I could do this. Yeah, I feel that way about about many, many games. Almost every game you learn something. Sometimes, you know, you just fuck around, you have, you have some, some tactic that, that you memorize, but... Uh, more times than not, you'll learn something new. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the thing. Just chess has so much knowledge, right? Because like, like, there's so many different tactics. There's so many different mates. There's so many different yeah. openings. There's so many different end games. I mean, it's just information galore, right? Mm -hmm. and I, I think I read somewhere, Duck, too, that that chess was the second most written on thing besides the Bible. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, and and like just to think about that, you know. Yeah, the game of kings. The history of it, man. It's it, that's yeah, that's that's actually pretty impressive. It is because that's back then was the game of kings. So therefore, why would you learn it if you were a peasant? Pro you know, that's actually a great like thought thing because you wonder like were peasants even allowed to touch the board? <laughs> I mean, they they had it. I I remember reading something that even monks played chess, but it wasn't allowed. Okay. Like they were forbidden to play it, but they still they still knew how to do it. Who do you think the king plays? And if the king loses, do you think he chops off that guy's head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the king, the king probably plays a paid actor who's worried about his life. Like the jester or something, in. the court jester. Yeah, the court jester, or or maybe he, he has a coach and uh, someone who he respects and doesn't care about losing. No, he's got to call up the Turk on his mobile phone and say, "Come on yeah. over, I want to play a game." <laughs> Yeah, just hit him up and be like, "Yo, you need, you need to teach me some new tricks." Yeah, shoot him a text. Yeah, it's only uh, <laughs> uh, what, fifteen hundred uh, BC. <laughs> just you know, send a letter. He'll come over in a month. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> from from box. from Turkey, bro. I don't even think Turkey existed back then. Like, yeah, I think it was just like the Persian Empire. Yeah, yeah. wasn't it like pretty much like it was like Greek, like uh, Rome and Greeks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, the Roman Empire, yeah. The Greeks, the Persians, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's how I imagine it, it would go down back then. Yeah. 
it's it's crazy to think about because chess was an exclusive thing yet they yet you say it's the second most written topic in history i'm pretty sure i read that somewhere yeah it's uh, next to the bible yeah that's quite an interesting fact yeah and then also look how long it's been played for why do you what do you think kept this game around like eventually like why didn't somebody just throw it away it was the complexity of it you know, and, Chess, it, and think yeah. about the demand or the people or the persons that came up with this game. Chess is almost a, like a universal game. It's not very hard to learn the rules, how the pieces move. No, but, but it takes it takes a lifetime to master. And even then, can you really call it mastering? No, there's a good quote on that, too. So it says you can master chess, but you can never master chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a cool call. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that was a thing. So there's so many variables that uh, they say there's so many positions obtainable and one get, like on the board of chess then there are atoms in our universe. I mean that's just mm -hmm. mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, and think about like I said, either the person or persons who sat down, you know, almost two thousand years ago and just sat down and just came up with this game. Like how, how like. I try to put myself in that person's shoes and just think like, okay, I'm sitting there one day twiddling my thumbs. I'm in some field. You yeah. know, and now I just decide I'm going to start. I, I'm going I'm to go get a piece of wood, whittle some wood into a board square, uh, you know, carve out some squares. I'm going to make some pieces and say this one can move this way and this one can do this. It's just it's just crazy. It is crazy. It requires a lot of creativity. Right. For it to hold the for it to hold for all these years. I think the last time chess changed, like the rules was in the 14th century when they introduced en passant. Yeah, and I, was, I, yeah, I only yeah. think, what, so many things have changed, though, right? Not too much has changed, right? Like, I Nothing's... remember the queen could only move, couldn't move, as, like, as well as she does yeah. today. Uh, pawns can only move one square. Right? Yeah, the first ever recorded chess game was, like, in maybe in the mid to early 1400s. It was a Scandi game, too. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that, that's, like, 600 years old. Yes, that's, that's the most modern version of chess, was 600 years old. And that's At modern? least I think so. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. The first ever recorded chess game. It, it just has a lot of rich history, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the full of interesting people. And what I've heard the most of, what most people, like, they're, where they got, they're, they got better off the most is tactics for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, tactics is important. I think, I think tactics and strategy should go hand in hand. Because you can be really good at tactics, but if you cannot get a good position, well, those tactics aren't going to be all that useful. Right. And vice versa. You can get a good position, but if you can't find the tactical blow to finish someone off, then you just have a good position. Then, yeah, and then then what? also tactics are not every single move. <laughs> yeah. There's not going to be a tactic every single move. So what are you looking no. for then? You know what I mean? You have to. Yeah. You you're, gotta... you're, you're, you're almost playing hope chess. If you if you only know tactics, you're you're just playing hope chess. Yeah, you're just moving. You're just hoping they point. fuck up. Yeah, yeah, you're hoping for a, a random blunder. Yeah. So when you go to move a piece, you don't even know why you moved it there. You just like, oh, yeah. I gotta move a piece. <laughs> yeah. The clock's running. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a hand in hand thing. These these two must be combined to to create. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you 100. percent Yeah. But this stuff is all hard to learn. What do you think? Um is the evolution of a chess player like from beginner to uh, to the highest levels how, how do you think oh, they, wow. they go about this i don't know that's the other thing that blows my mind too do you think they just have like some like natural gift already 
Yeah, but the gift can only take you so far sometimes. I don't know, but because I feel like I feel like you're you like you not have, every, you have like I feel like if I study too. chess for eight to fifteen hours a day, Doc, that I if I did that for ten years straight, fifteen hours a day, I still don't feel like I would be a grandmaster. Yeah. Uh, I just don't. It, it it could be quite possible. It, almost anyone could be grandmaster if they just put in the the quality. In studying yeah, I, and the effort. I, I think but it's this more is... than that, dude. I think just they just have something in their brain. Yeah, could be that. So, some of them are just naturally intuitive. Yeah, they see patterns so fast, like 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 you know what I mean. Like they and they they, they grasp this shit. Like uh, yeah. you know, like the story about Magnus about how when he was a kid he would memorize all the flags of all the countries. Yeah, and he would know all the population and be able to recite that back without looking. Mm-hmm. You know, and that helps him out in his chess game nowadays. Yeah, but I I think you can get really really far. You can. I agree with by, that. Just I agree by with studying, that. like international master doesn't seem that 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 out of place. Yeah, but how if hard you really want to work for that? Yeah, you have to. If if this is the only thing you're doing, like your your only hobby, then it looks very feasible. Yeah, but even you then, don't you think it's still you gotta like output a lot of time and effort? Yeah, you have to. You have to output a shit ton. Yeah. You got to do your tournaments, then you got to get your rating up. You got to do your norms. <laughs> yeah. So then the study. okay, what? How do you think a beginner progresses? Um. Honestly, you know what I'm going to say. Like for me, it was just playing the games because you know, you know, I, I'll be honest. Like right here on this on this episode, like live recording, dude. I was so afraid to play a game against somebody online when I first started playing. I literally had to like like keep playing and uh like like get past that. Like I was so scared to lose, dude. I don't know what it is about chess. Like chess is just one of those yeah. games like it like really fucks with your psyche. Yeah, because if you lose you feel stupid because yeah. a lot of people uh, mistakenly uh, put chess in the same category as intelligence. Like your chess skill is nah, your intelligence. Yeah, is... I that I don't believe in that, do you? No, I don't believe in it, but but people feel this way. They do. I think they it's do. like a, it, it's like a popular thing, where they lose, they start, they start calling themselves stupid, blah blah yeah. blah. And I think just because the game was so complex and I yeah. didn't know anything about it, but yeah, that was one actually. I don't know if you knew that or not, Doc. But yeah, that was one of my fears of even getting past playing people. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know mine. Uh, it was just trying to be trying to play the best game I can every single game. Right. But sometimes you have bad days, and that that was unacceptable to have a bad day. Yeah. But I I feel like your 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 strive for like trying to play the perfect game every time. I think that it kind of helps you though. Yeah, it helps. But when it, but when I mess up, it goes downhill pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, but that's just something we you just need to yeah. work on, which I feel like you've done that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it just shows how much a person really cares about about um, the quality of the game. Yeah. Because I I could lose, and I don't care. I mean. I've played Komsky, I've lost, and was still proud of it because I put up a really good fight. Right. Stuff like that. It's not about winning or losing. You, maybe maybe winning and losing isn't a real thing because, after all, chess, like life, is the search for truth. So I'm just searching for the truth, man. I mean, could it also Sometimes be that you were just searching for a comparison? Like, you wanted to see, like, yeah. like how well you could do against Gattie. Yeah, and it's, it's the curiosity factor is a huge, huge thing for me. Right, so you make it yeah. to like what move nineteen twenty with a, right. a high super GM, you know? Yeah, then it, then you're like, huh, I'm not losing. I'm actually quite equal in move right. nineteen twenty. You didn't yeah. plunder any pieces. Yeah, you know, shit like that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I would have to say that's very good. And the only reason that uh, you were actually better at one point in one of those games, the only reason that you lost is he made it so goddamn difficult. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. You know, yeah. put you in only moves uh, uh, territory, and uh, yeah. that's very difficult. Yeah, I had to get uh, like, like maybe three, four, five yeah. only moves in a row. Which is and tough. obviously, yeah, I messed up the last only move, and we looked at it with the engine. It was quite, quite crazy. Like, Jesus, it was right. But I, it feels good that you hung in there with the super. Genius. Yeah, yeah, and I was actually winning too. Yeah, like, yeah. and he said it on a stream. Yeah, he he was he was not too happy with uh with that game. And I I would have to say we can come back around to so back to the self improvement thing because we were looking at a lot of like Scandi Master games for a while. Yeah, those were those were some of the best study sessions. Yeah, I, it really showed me like like how to like play the game, finish it out, look yeah. for the weakness and, and stuff like that. Yeah, how to create weaknesses too. This yeah. is important. Yeah, long term weaknesses. Pawn structures. Yeah strategy yeah <laughs> but uh yeah when we yeah go ahead i was gonna say for a guy uh i feel like i'm i'm i feel like i'm pretty strong i don't do a lot of tactics man and it's not that yeah. i don't like doing the puzzles it's like for some reason i have this like i have this like mis like this conception like i have to always be with somebody when i'm playing chess like yeah. i can never play the game on my own I think I think for for you and maybe me as well. Chess is more than just a game. It's 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 also the human connection. Yeah, I it's like a language we both share. I thrive for that. Like I live for that. Yeah, yeah. So my idea of chess improvement is um, the the journey is okay. We start off. We learn the rules. You know how to move the pieces. Right. Um, um, special moves like check, um, and en passant. So we learn all this stuff, and then we have to start diving into the games, and then we start learning the principles of chess. And that's, the principles will take us pretty far. That's my favorite part. You'll, yeah, the, all the chess principles. And then yeah. you start learning and learning. You get more information. Like You have like a kind of like a bank where, um, where your currency is um, the, all these principles, all these little ideas that you've learned throughout, throughout however long you've been playing. But then, and then eventually, once you've learned enough, you get you get stuck, you you plateau for a little bit, and you wonder, huh, what do I do to go to elevate myself to the next step? Uh, how do I become an even stronger player or even an even stronger master? Yeah, and that's when, I think that's when you have to start realizing that you have to start challenging principles. You have to go against the grain. I would agree. So, I would agree. Oh, what you? Hmm. Go ahead, finish your sentence. I'm sorry. So what you learn to to improve, it's um kind of uh, this is a weird way to say, it, but to learn, you must unlearn. So learning, unlearning is is probably the, the concept I'd use. Yeah, I actually had a good example. Like it, it's when I'm hanging out with you. So basically, like these backwards moves that you're always so fascinated about, like like yeah. like my brain like before would tell me like like we never even conceive of these moves, right? But these are actually some pretty good defensive and strategical ideas, right? When you look at it, you know, down to the nitty gritty, right? I mean, people like, uh, you know, Karpov and, you know, yeah. they'll play moves like this. And it's like realizing just that little thing that you do, like your brain will not go down that path. But you're retraining it to actually think about these kind of moves. I think that's what could take you to the next level. Yeah, it's 
like I said before, it's to elevate yourself to the highest levels, it's learning, unlearning, or unlearning, learning. So you have to train yourself to, to break these principles. Because the, principles are, are, are good. Good to know. But they're not but rules. They're not. Yeah, they're not rules. They're not, they're not the truth. And this is what people get so attached to. Right. So the moment you learn when to break this is when you start improving. Yeah, I, and I, I, I got raised my hand right now. I, I can say I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's quite, it's quite a complicated thing, but that's that's how I feel. You get to the next level. No, you, you I start I, hacking I, away. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Uh, you know, learning your pawn structures. Uh, you yeah. Know, stuff like that. Like, what, what was it, what's that one pawn thing I never do? Because I always feel like I don't want to disconnect my pawn. You, you know what I'm talking about? That I, I never play this one, this one pawn move. Like I won't take with a pawn because I split it or something. And it's, but it's actually really the best move. But I, I, I say to myself like, oh, I don't want to split my pawns. I don't want them to be disconnected. Are you talking about double pawns? Not double pawns. I've come to learn that that, that the double pawns are okay. But actually, when, when I first started playing chess, I was always told that they were bad. <laughs> yeah. Double pawns. But no, I'm talking about like. Uh, I don't know if you can remember the one game I was playing where I was supposed to take with the pawn, but I took with the piece instead. But hmm. it was because I didn't want to se I didn't want to separate my pawns. Yeah, there's always some pros and cons to. But it was actually decisions. the best move. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Like you you play too principled. If you become too principled, you become too rigid. Yes, I that basically yep. talk yep. myself out of playing the best move. Yeah, you have to be flexible because these are the after all these are principles, and you said these aren't rules. You have the, this isn't this isn't the truth. And Chess is the search for truth. Yeah. These these are just principles are just guidelines. Guidelines. To, I was going to say that. Yeah, guidelines to to point us towards the truth. But still, we should have we should try to obey them. But you you have to know when to to stop listening. Right. Yeah. And I and it's the creativity. Yeah, like you said, it's so filled with knowledge. But the problem I have is when I'm on the board and the clock's ticking, it's trying mm -hmm. to like remember all this knowledge why I'm on the board like live. Wow. Yeah. You know? It's it's very difficult to think about so all the all knowledge, mm -hmm. like all these different tactical names, like. I, I think there's more than 56, but this one article I read, like, it says 56 tactics that you should know by heart. And it also oh, has 36 wow. mating patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they all have their own games. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you, you're trying to think about all the stuff on a live chessboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. At, at some point, you have to start hacking away at, at the unessential, is what Bruce Lee would say. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You, you take what is necessary, and you hack away at the unessentials. So what's necessary are the rules. Then after that, you start building uh, a, your like a your style, information, right? like a like a bank of information, out, a huge pile. You have to start hacking away at it. And thinking, then, do I really need this? It's like living in luxury. Do I really need this? You no, know that's actually very interesting. You made me think of something. So say, let's just say, me and you knew the same exact information, right? Nothing more, nothing less. Not one sentence difference. But you have a different style than me. You apply that information mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. could, could that yeah, like could that true. hurt you or benefit you? You think depending on what kind of style you chose, or it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, style is important, but it style is important because it's it's what makes you you. Because if you if 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 you play um an aggressive player, 
per se, and they start sacrificing, and you don't they 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 do they do a gambit, and you don't take their gambit. How does that make them feel? Right. You play all the solid moves. You know, you're getting them out of their comfort zone. So style, I think it plays some psychological factor in the games. Do you think there's any like well-rounded like styles, like just not one better than the other? I think um maybe maybe style is too much too too rigid to say stuff maybe a chess personality would be more of the term i wouldn't use because style you you it it is uh it's the crystallization well you know what i'm trying to say it's like the way like a player approaches their game you know yeah yeah i think uh, i think a chess personality would be more of the term and um because you like for example um you have to you have to adapt and you know me when i'm playing my games I like to go aggressive, but when I get that little advantage, I I I like to consolidate. So, so you, I go you know from, how to pull back. I go from I go from hard hard hitting moves to to soft and defensive moves, right? To maintain the advantage. And you know when to switch that on and off. Yeah, yeah, you see me do it. Like I go all in, and then right when I win a pawn or something, I I will get my king to safety. I will pull all my pieces around. I will try to eliminate all my weaknesses, and then right after that, I will. Once everything is safe, I will try to eliminate all my opponent's counterplay, and then right after that, I'll start thinking of my own plans when they have nothing, kind nice. of like Karpov style. Right. Yeah. And I think in the beginning, when we start first playing chess, we don't think about that like that. Like. Yeah. If we start off as aggressive players, we just all we want to do is just throw the whole army down the board, and then yeah, that's, that's all we're doing the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is this is like um, this is how you go downhill in, in the game real fast. Like you 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 start off aggressive. OK, you get an advantage, but then you keep playing aggressive. It opens up more room for mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Or could we say vice versa? You could play too passive and let your opponent just gain way too much tempi and just yeah. control the whole board. It's, it's the adaptation. You, you you cannot stay the same person throughout the game. This you have to you have to adapt to the certain situations yeah, yeah. that's how you improve yeah. you can have your own unique style like like Petrosia is not going to play like tall but no. if the opportunity arises where he can attack he, he probably will attack if 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 he can see it through all the way up yeah and that's another thing too like us being men like we all want our own identity you know we have our own personalities and we kind of like want our own style too but it's like you know chess is so old and there's just so many people who great people who came before us to play this like i don't really see how you can adapt your own style because you're obviously yeah. always going to be copying from somebody that you amount yeah. that you admire mm-hmm. you know yeah, style has always been there since the probably the beginning of chess. There's always been, you know, defensive players and yeah. aggressive players, positional players. Th- th- this, this is all stuff that's been there since the very existence of the game. But th- the personality, it, I think, is what makes us uh, unique. Yeah, we're not, go to that not back one to of us. Connection thing. Yeah. Like there are okay, there are chess impersonators, but th- these are just anomalies. I think. I think most of us will, will be unique in, in our own style. Uh, yeah, I think just chess players in general, like we're like high yeah. strung or something. Like we're just wired that way. Like like uh, like a lot of these famous chess players, they're just like one of a kind, right? Yeah, one of a kind. 
That's for sure. You just don't see them like as normal people like working in the office building. Like you mm -hmm. wouldn't see a Macau like working at uh you know <laughs> uh, at McDonald's or something like taking no. <laughs> your order. That guy was just built for chess. Yeah, you know he's a genius, one of the most creative geniuses in the entire game. It's it, you know that that's what I love about the game too. Like just these characters that just impacted the game. So so yeah. so so crazy. Yeah, a good chess player might have the a little bit of every 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 great player before them yeah. in their personality. It's like that common saying, uh, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah, I mean, even Fisher wasn't ashamed to admit it that Morphe, like, that yeah. came before him was probably the greatest player that ever played the game. Yeah. I mean, Fisher said mm -hmm. that out of his own mouth. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, we all learn from the, the previous greats, and we take what we, what we want, what yeah. we need. And I don't think one style or one one way of playing the game is more powerful than the yeah. other because you can't always be too aggressive. You can't always be too defensive. You kind of got to be yeah. well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that just comes with experience, right? I mean, what would you say? Um... I forget what I was saying. I lost my train of thought. No, I was saying that just comes with the experience, like, you know, playing the game and, you know, studying the game. Like, that's this is how we learn to, to do these things on the board. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you develop your own your own uniqueness all over the board. Yeah, and, and the, the most dangerous thing is to copy someone. Yeah. It doesn't get you. It doesn't get you anywhere. The, you're just gonna burn out probably well, let me ask you a question here Doug. let me see what you're, you're feeling is on this so I, i've always been told to keep to do these daily tactics right and, and like i said i if, if i'm not with somebody i normally don't do the tactics now i've been playing chess since 2018 right between lead chess and chess.com literally have under a thousand puzzles total right i should have tens of thousands of puzzles done right mm -hmm. right um, now it makes me think if I were if I did this this whole time if I did like 25 50 puzzles there whatever it might have you more than what I'm doing now do you think I, how much better do you think I would be I'm not even sure like should is a is a very strong strong word like I should do this right. to, to get here here um and there's no there's no correct answer no i can't say a guarantee i can't yeah. say with 100 percent certainty but i just base my my thoughts off of like what i've seen other people coming up in the game and they said all they was doing is mad tactics and they went from like 800 to like a 1600 in like less than a year yeah i think it i think it's you do what you think you need to do like for example like you you feel really comfortable in the end game i do so therefore, you 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 might want to invest less time in the end game and work on um, say your tactics. Right. Yeah. Because if you you over invest in one thing, your well, another area will will be affected by this. Yeah, I I'd have to say I spend way too much time on openings. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's the the rounded chess player. I, I, and I don't know what the whole stigma is behind that. I feel like that's the stigma of our generation right now. It's openings, 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 openings. Yeah. The openings to me are the most exciting. Yeah, I think a lot of people cool. like it because the, the, there's so many uh, there's so many ideas, so many crazy plans coming out of the openings. But why and the fact that you can win, we can win right off the opening, is what's yeah. so enticing. But why do you think like the those, high ups always we used to say like you shouldn't even be like getting in the heavy opening theory till you're two thousand? Why do you think they say uh, that to us? They probably say it to us because. If we delve into the opening deep enough, we're going to start encountering things we don't understand. 
or like there, there are gonna be some lines we 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 cannot comprehend we're just memorizing moves like yeah this is a this is a big thing on chessable you just memorize moves moves you don't even know what the hell it is we should first learn the ideas and to learn the ideas we have to study other aspects of the game such as tactics maybe strategy all all, all of this stuff you have to learn you have to learn all the all the technical stuff before you delve into um, this this high level theory and what but like openings every are opening important. has its own objective. Yeah, yeah. Openings you 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 should learn them. Like don't don't run away from them. But you shouldn't do it to a point where you're learning things you don't understand. Yeah. You should only learn the basics, and then you start playing around, and studying your your games and other aspects of it too. I think they were they were basically trying to just say like like the heavy theory, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, heavy like theory. Trying to memorize like four hundred lines of an opening. Yeah, like, that, yeah that's the that's the that's one of the big problems I have with Chessable. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's one of the big problems I have with Chessable, or or people using Chessable. Chessable is a good site for for openings, but the thing is, people uh, they 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 try to memorize every little line. And then when they go into their like twelve hundred games, they're like, "Why am I not using any of this exactly. this material I've learned? This is ridiculous." So yeah. all that time you spent studying all those lines were for nothing. Yeah, all those lines were just what memorization. Congrats, you have a good memory, but now what? It's that it's gotten you nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, I've been looking at that a lot now too, because I used to be obsessed yeah. with the opening as well. Yeah, I I prefer. Like for my black repertoire that we 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 go over the one d six one, we don't learn theory. We learn the ideas, because this this the the one d six openings it opens up a whole new world of uh, strat strategy. It's the, it's the positions whole, are whole different game. Like we we don't we don't even know much theory. We just know we have to our objectives and what we need to do. The, the pawn structures, right, the basic pawn structures, where the pieces yeah. should go. Yeah, the the weaknesses the. The pawn pushes the the thrust, the breaks, yeah. everything. We 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 don't study line per line for line. I don't think we've ever studied um, our one d six opening to an extent where we're just memorizing lines. We go over the games, like the master games. We take the ideas and then we use it on our games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I haven't even studied many lines in the Pyrrhics, yeah. but I just yeah. know the general idea. Like the main yeah, idea the of the Pyrrhics is to tear down the center. You let your your opponent build up a big center, and basically you're going to come tear down that motherfucker. Yeah. You're going to tear <laughs> yeah. it down like the Berlin Wall, right? Yeah. You know, Mr. I, Gorbachev, can you please tear down this wall? Yeah, and let's say even if you do memorize the the lines, like all the lines in a specific course, it won't. It will take you. It will take you to to maybe a higher level but then eventually if you want to start competing these people will have an easy time preparing against you because they know what you're going to do every single time right, there's no there's no surprise factor anymore well let's put that into perspective okay so and how many openings you think okay that one person needs to be for white even if they had three openings and let's say the courses were 600 lines a piece that's 612 yeah. what 18 mm -hmm. 1800 moves 1800 moves. And then you do that again for black side. We're looking at over 3000 moves you got to memorize. Mm -hmm. Who's going to do that? What normal person is going to be able to do that? Someone who gets paid for it. That's it. No, but I'm saying what normal person like like us yeah. as hobbyists. We spend all this money on chessable to learn 3000 lines. And I know I'm never going to memorize all of it. Yeah. 
and I have no intention of memorizing it. You know, well, and I don't think that, there, that was there the is... plan. That was my initial plan. That's why I bought the. the, the that's why I bought the course. That would make me better in that yeah. opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just. Um... What is it about Chelsea? See, this is like back to the evolution, right? So this is what I thought you had to do to get better, but guess what? Now I evolve. Guess what I do now? I yeah. study master games, right? Mm -hmm. I, this is I, way, I look at how more... they win the game. What are what are they yeah, doing? The... Yeah, that that brings us to the brings me to a point where we used to do the guess the move. Dash. Oh my god, that thing! It took us. We we used to spend like one hour a game for this for the book. And we just we didn't even uh, try to guess the moves. We nope. just went through it by hand. Our but then once we started hours, doing Doc. two hours, huh? Two, mo mo yeah, but... Usually two hours. Yeah, but once we started doing guess the move, it was like two hours, three yeah. hours even. Yeah. And I, I would say that's pretty good because I feel like most yeah. people would try to want to rush through it. Yeah, we should probably tell the viewers um what what guess the move strategy is. Yeah? Do you want to tell them that's like one of your favorite things? Yeah. So guess the move is um. Okay, you, you open up a master game. You, you you go through the moves. Okay, you skip through the opening because obviously you, you cannot guess the opening. But once the opening is over, you start guessing um, all the moves the Grandmaster plays. So um, so what you do is you guess the move, you write down the variations, and then after you, you feel confident with your analysis of the next move, you check it with the book and if your if your move's there then congrats you you found with the master plays and if it's not there you check the sidelines like the sub variations and if it's still not there um i suggest turning on the engine for the top three moves and if your move is still not there you figure out why it's not there and then you just keep repeating it over and over for every single move i think that's, that's how a you, good strategy how you learn the yeah that's that's probably my favorite thing to do very time consuming but it's the quality no, but it gets you of, of the, to think, the content. Right? Yeah, because you're sim. You you can, and if you want to take it an extra step, you can you can have the clock on your screen to simulate the actual game. It's another fun way to do it. Also, we got to shout out forward chess on that because yeah. uh, forward you, chess. You, see yeah. now you could do that because you have the the digital copy. See, I have the book, yeah. and they have the answer right under the thing. You literally can't yeah. can't miss it. So <laughs> you can't do guess the move because the answer is always right there in your front of your face. Now, yeah. if it, there was a book you bought specifically and where they would put the answer sheet on it, like the back of the book or something, you couldn't see it, that would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's just like it's in big, bold words and you your eyes are drawn to it. Yeah. And, and then you think to yourself, huh, I wish I didn't see that one. Yeah, but I think it's so cool because then it lets you try to figure out what do you feel like is the best move for this position. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if... And if you match Another up with the actual move the Grandmaster played, dude, you know, you know how great that makes you feel, dude. You know how I feel when yeah. that shit happens. Or, I think or when you find a move, or when you find the move better than the what the Grandmaster played, that makes you feel super good, man. No, when you find a better move than the engine. Oh yeah, That's the a better move than the engine. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I remember when those, you are, me those that. are my favorite moments. See, they, 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 I remember you showed me that game. Yeah. See, the computer has its own plan and ideas, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, the computers, We the, the problem is that we treat them like gods and they're never wrong. So we just follow them blindly. Right. Computers but, aren't perfect yet. No, I mean, they're, just, they're, 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 they're strong. Proper. They're strong. I mean, they'll probably like, you know, if they were ever playing like, you know, like to regular people, they'll probably never lose. The problem is, is that they have their own way of thinking. 
and their own way of handling things. And that might not match up with what you want to do. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Computers have their own... They have their own how... agenda. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we take account other things. They have an algorithm, but we don't. We have experience. No, we, of an we, we like to play what we like to play. Like, we're the yeah. underdogs, right? Like, the computer would never play the scan gear of the peers, right? No. No, they're going to play the mainline stuff, the top-line stuff play that E5. equalizes they're the most gonna quickly. They're going to play C5. Yeah. Because that's what the computer's thinking about from the very first move is I, I want to I wanna get an advantage or I want to equalize or I want to win. But when we play, yeah. you know, we're actually putting that off. Like, we're starting the game with, a, with a, you know, with, uh, you know, down a little Off-beat, bit. Off-beat, yeah. Yeah, because it plays a, a huge factor into into the game. Because um, we can play um, we can play an offbeat opening. The reason why it's better is because it's it's a surprise opening. We know that we're gonna know more than our opponent, and that that's gonna that's gonna give us the advantage in some perspective. But if you play an engine, it's it's always gonna be the same level against every opening. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Um, it's, so, what was I going to say? So, um, um, whatchamacallit, um, yeah, so I like the opening that I like to play because I like that challenge. I like to, like, give my opponent the big center because that's the thing in chess, right? Yeah. If you take the center, you control the game or that person is, you know, is is leading the game. So I give that to them and then later I feel like I want to come back and crush them. Yeah, you you start striking it down when, when your king is safe. Or your pieces are ready to go. Yeah, like like your C five push, your E five push. Yeah, it's like the the Scandi does the same thing. Yeah, but yours so yours is like the Scandi is more, but that's like that 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 attacks right away, right? So that's like a yeah, counter. Yeah, it's very provocative, opening, right? Yeah, aggressive opening. Mm-hmm. And the the something just something about the hyper modern school. It's uh, uh you know how's it go? Um, how do I forget the quote? Is it uh? Was it uh, first uh, uh, restrain, blockade, then destroy? Hmm. You know, I really like that that quote. Is that a Nimzovich quote? That's yeah, it's uh, from the 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 like Reddy and all them the guys who came up with the hyper mind. Oh, yeah. You know, so when he says restrain, that's me. Like you know, let it, the guy take the center, just you know, kind of mm-hmm. trying to control it from with my pieces from the side. Now I'm gonna blockade. Now, lastly, yeah. destroy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's the, um, that's kind of like a like an argument kind, of, where where you say okay, you have the center, but is this an asset, or is that a weakness? See, I mean, they, that's, they, that's they, what you're trying to prove, right? And also, this is just one what we're always being to told, right? Yeah, one side is trying to prove that the the control of the center is an asset, but you're trying to prove the opposite. You're proving that okay, you have the center, but this this could be targeted. Exactly. It's like it's like a battle of ideas. Yeah, yeah. I Proving mean, who's right or wrong. Yeah. And and that's why I like the game so much. You know. And then and then and then if and then sometimes no one's wrong. It's just the draw. Could always end up that way. We always forget about these draws. Yeah, and there's actually one time where I thought like like somebody was talking in the chat room one time and they said like uh so at per- with perfect play is chess always just a draw and this guy like literally was like was like so hell-bent on the idea that he quit chess because that that like literally uh pissed him off that uh, with perfect what? play the chess is just always a draw 
But uh, I don't okay, think that's who's true. Perfect. Right. What? Yeah, it just blew my mind because this guy was only like not even fifteen hundred. So like you know he's not going to draw every wow. game. You know what I mean? So it just kind of blew my mind. But that 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 notion, like that idea of like if chess is played perfectly, it'll always end in a draw. That kind of like like kind of like pushed him away from the game. But it, I mean. That's, Even the engines don't play. Exactly. Engines still have decisive results. Right. Engine beats we, again, engine. we see them as gods. Right. We follow them blindly, yet they still lose to each other. I mean, we it's, we think that it, they're going to figure out the is game. too hard. It's... I, I don't even think the engines are going to figure out the game, bro. It's just too complex. Not not in, not in our lifetime. Probably not. You know, and the only the only reason these draws happen is because of the, those certain kinds of positions that arise on the board. Right. Yeah. Is where each side can't like make progress and like keep moving mm -hmm. forward, right? Yeah. And these positions happen. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be worrying about draws, dude. He's under fifteen hundred. Yeah, I mean, so that that's what <laughs> that, really that's threw me what, for a that's loop. where you're that's when you're having fun. You're, yeah. When you're under fifteen hundred. Well, you, see, you now, just, now we're at another topic, right? Yeah. I mean, I really think people would take chess too seriously, even the people, the hobby players. Because everybody wants to get better, right? Everybody wants to play better. Yeah. I mean, you do what you want to do. That, that's another thing. If you're unhappy studying, you're not going to improve that much. It's going to it's gonna hamper you. You're just going to burn out. Yeah. You just do what you want. And it might, it might, you might progress slower than someone being forced to, I mean, to study. But at least you're having fun. Right. Like, think of the fun, old days. Fun is a great motivator. Yeah, remember the old days we used to play at night and we just throw pieces down the board. We didn't care yeah. what happened. We blundered a piece or anything. We were just laughing our asses off, just having a good old time. We didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's how it's a game. Like, that's how I still look at it. I try to look at it as a game. But sometimes, yeah. like, that serious, like, player in me, like, creeps up in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, a lot of us, um, we're too fixated on improving. We're, we're too fixated on getting to the next level, the next step. Right. But we, we we often forget that this this is a this is a game when we're supposed to have yeah. fun. We we almost look at it like as like our manhoods on the line or something. Yeah. You know, we have to <laughs> hit that like upper echelon or we're like less than. Yeah, fun fun is the most important thing because because when you have fun, it, it's gonna motivate you naturally. Like the the joy the joy of playing will right. I, will I, try I, to bring you to a new new level of. Of skill. Yeah, and I think like, anybody who just like sits down to play a game of chess and just has a fun time doing it, not worrying about yeah. if I blunder a piece or just doing like even fun ideas that don't even work, but just just laughing at it. Like yeah. anybody would have a, a fun time and, and be laughing and smiling and have yeah. get a lot of joy. And then out you'll want to keep playing more and more. You want to keep learning to have yeah. more fun ideas. Yeah, like you can look at Ivan Chuck. He's kind of like that. And that, that's kind of, you know, the more we talk about this stuff, the more I want to get back to that point, man. Like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it, you know, I still do want to get better, but let it come on its, at its own, like, let it come at its own pace. Like, don't, yeah. don't, don't, like, like, don't keep trying to force it. Don't, don't keep trying to pressurize it, yeah. myself that feel like I have to do it. Yeah, yeah. you're going to, you're going to tie yourself out and you're just going to get upset about it. Yeah, I'm not a professional. <laughs> yeah. I should yeah, be enjoying the game. <laughs> not getting mm -hmm. mad at it. <laughs> God damn yeah, it, I just lost we, 20 we, rating points. <laughs> we often forget why we started playing chess. Right. It's the, we have to keep the, like the, like the inner, 
the inner beginner in us. Yeah, and every where, wherever you go, you have to keep the, the the beginner of you, because if you remind yourself why you started, then maybe you won't you won't take the losses so seriously or studying so seriously. Well, actually, I'd like to hear yours. The mine still stands true to this day. Mine was all about the social aspect, which I still do to this day. The, the social, social aspect. Yeah, is why yeah, I got yeah, into it. Yeah, for me too, it was the social aspect. Just just toying around with the the pals. Yeah, because just I, going to tournaments, it's it's the it's the memories we create on yeah. and off the board. I mean, but some of these guys are just built different. Like they'll they'll be sitting in the room all day. They don't care if they're by themselves or not. They're just crunching lines. They're fucking crushing books, yeah. playing you know twenty yeah. games a day. Like Fisher, some some people just have a profound love for chess and uh, they enjoy I, studying. See, that's the thing. I no, I see. This is this. It'll always be a debate, but in my mind, Fisher, no one can ever be Fisher because of the dedication that man put in. I don't yeah. think there's anyone out there that outkid outclass Fisher when it comes to studying the game of chess. Yeah, his work ethic was insane. This this is probably unmatched to this day. Exactly. And, and look what he did for chess, you know? Yeah. And then his whole story about putting the whole country on his back. I mean, who, who could beat that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he sacrificed a lot for the game. Right. For, for, for and maybe that's why he ducked. Like we were talking about earlier when we woke up and we started talking, we were saying, why did he never defend his title? Maybe he was just burnt out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Got what he wanted. Well, he yeah, has nothing he, else He made to champion. Prove, he had nothing else to prove, but he beat everybody. <laughs> yeah. He did want to keep it at one point, right after he won the world championship. Remember he had that well, interview? Yeah, he was like, so... yeah, I plan on being world championship for 10 more years. Then he disappeared. But also, remember what we said, too? Remember we were said we were doing hypotheticals? We say if this would happen, uh, I think uh, five men, 95% of his, uh, his demands. That was the reason yeah. why he didn't come back, he said. They didn't meet all mm-hmm. his demands. Yeah. But, Fisher was pretty stubborn on this. Yeah, but so. Fisher was always trying to do what was best for the game, right? Yeah. He was trying to get the right color contrast down, like the, the right, the right piece, the best pieces, the the best lighting, the best, yeah. the best rooms, the best money, best mm-hmm. everything for the game. That's how much respect he had for the game. Yeah. It was Fisher's way or no way at all. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. This this is all like and mo- most people conceded to him. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's a whole nother topic, the, the uh, hypotheticals. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the list was long too, <laughs> Duck, and they meant 95% of what he wanted, like literally. Mm-hmm. And like they wouldn't budge on like the last couple things. Yeah. He could have also tried to negotiate, but who knows? No. Well, you know Fisher, he said, well, you're either going to make it he, like this or I'm not playing. Yeah, <laughs> Fisher was uh, a yes or no kind of guy. He, there is no like, well, it, it, no. Okay, maybe maybe you can lower the money, but I want this in return, like a sponsorship. No I don't way, know. no way. Yeah, Fisher is like, I need this, yes. and if you say no, then I'm gone. I'm not even there showing no up. In- and yeah. guess what? Now you're not going to be get as much promotion because I'm not there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But like you said, that's another topic for another day, another episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another episode. Um, how do you feel we we did today on touching on self improvement? Do you feel like there's more to t- we need to talk about on this episode? We can do, uh, you know, we can, you know, obviously there might be another second episode more self improvement or what do you think? Is there stuff I think we missed? We, I think we touched the bases on 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 stuff we needed. And okay. may, there's gonna be some criticism. I'll, I'll 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 get back to you when I re-listen to it. But yeah, I think for now I'm 
I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with this. Right. And guys, if you're listening out there, there's no one single way to get better at chess. Everybody yeah. you talk to in the chess community, their chess world is going to give you something different. Like today, I might say do this, and tomorrow another guy's going to say, well, don't do that, do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you kind of got to find your own way, but there is like the basics. Do your tactics puzzles. You know, get, learn your basics of your openings and ideas and plans and structures. You know, look at your end games, and then look at some master games, and it's ba- it's just basically the basics. You know. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I like the you. You have to find your own way. Part you, do, you have to be you the do. individual. You can't. You can't just follow someone's cookie cutter plan. Right. I tried that, dude. You know how many times I switched openings? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why when 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 giving advice, you don't give them like concrete things. You try to you try to adapt to the person. It seems like, but in chess they do though, right? They say, well, you need to yeah, do people... this and this and this and this. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't believe in that. Me neither. Kind of Me neither. No. Because it also has to be fun for you, right? Like, yeah. Like if I'm sitting well. here two hours a day and I'm doing like studying something that like really drives me insane, but someone told me I have to do it to get better, and I, I'm only doing it because I want to get better, but I was like hating it every moment. That's no fun, yeah. you know. It's no fun, and you're gonna you're just gonna hate it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you want to do stuff you like to look at, like you know. Yeah. So I, I would say that's my advice, and um, uh, my highest rating on Lee Chess correspondence was uh, seventeen seventeen. So I've yeah, been playing for four years. Uh, I'm not a noob. I, I consider myself an intermediate player. Yeah, chess improvement is all about self discovery. You find out the things that you need and the things you don't need. Yeah. You, and that's it, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I think we 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 touched. You, find these, you, you have stuff. to find these things out for yourself. There is no magic formula that's just gonna fix your chess skill. No, but it you is. You have to do this on your own. It is so complex, though, especially when you first start out. It is yeah. nice to have somebody there to kind of help guide you. Yeah, like a coach, but like like Coaches this whole will, buddy will system not. between me and you, it was the greatest thing mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, it is. Because it, it it's fun, and it's it, it gives us the the human connection that we we want. Right. Remember it's when you motivating. asked why did you start playing chess? Is the it's the it's the human connection, the the longing to be closer to somebody. Right. This is this is why our buddy system works. Yeah, I, it's much more fun to me to read a book with someone else and be like, "Yo, yo, did you see that? Yo, uh, can you believe we could do that?" <laughs> yeah. Then just sitting there by myself, you know, all yeah, we quiet. We get to off each other's energy. Right. Compared to if you were just doing it by yourself, you'd just be reading a book and just uh, be all dull. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, to each his own. I'm not knocking anybody out there that yeah. does it on their own. But what yeah. I'm saying, you know, to each his own. But that's my way of doing it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know. Yeah, you could study on your own. You can study with your friends. It doesn't matter as long as you, you're that, happy That's just with my it. way. That's my way. Yeah. That's our way. <laughs> yeah. Looks like uh, we did pretty good. Yeah, Duck, I think we had a good episode, dude. We we touched on a lot of great points for people who are trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're still trying to improve ourselves. So there'll it's be more episodes down the road. Never-ending process. And uh, we'll touch base on this in like uh, you know a couple months from us again. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we will have other guest people on the show talking about their experience. But we'll save our experience about you know maybe a month or two down the road to see how much farther we've gotten. Maybe mm-hmm. we can share some new stuff with you that we found. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, hey, thanks for supporting the podcast, and thanks for listening, and thanks for coming out. Good invite. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you on the next one. Later. Later.